Thank you for joining the podcast and welcome to the month of June. It is Pride Month. We love Pride Month. So we will be spending some time this month talking about pride. We will also spend some time talking about professional wellness. There's also post-traumatic stress disorder awareness in the month of June. There's actually like nine other things, but we can only be aware of so many. We are very aware of the traumatic state of the world right now. So we're going to do our best here at the Dr. Whisperer to bring you as many healers as possible. We hope that you will subscribe. And if you like this podcast, please do us a favor and write a review. And thank you again to our wonderful sponsor, Thai Technology. Check them out. Three months free if you mention the podcast or the show. Thank you for joining us. Stay well. Welcome to the show. Sorry to disappoint you, but it's just me today. And um, I hope you don't mind, but I wanted to share a little bit about my feelings and newfound learnings about trauma. So I want to tell you first what led me to want to have this chat with you today about trauma. Um, It is certainly because of the world that we're living in today. There is a global trauma happening right now, and everybody's having a hard time processing it, myself included. But I want to share my more recent experience prior to the pandemic and the racial unrest and the angry Facebook comments and the horrible political wars between each other and people thinking that, you know, Black Lives Matter doesn't mean we love the police and just all of the craziness, right, that we're experiencing, watching people lose their jobs, their businesses. It's been a tough time and it's been pretty traumatic and people's lives have been lost and we're watching the elderly suffer. And now here in the wonderful state of Florida, we are watching the shitstorm of the opening too soon. So I hope we don't get thrust back into a restricted quarantine, but at the same time, if we do, it will be just fine with me because I like being in my home. So I I'm one of the lucky ones. I am not being abused in my home. I love my husband and my stepson, my dog, and my cat. I like to be here. I also enjoy staying home. I enjoy Netflix. I enjoy, you know, reading. I enjoy listening to this podcast I'm going to tell you about. It's called Last Day. So before I tell you about this last day podcast, I want to just share my experience when I released, well, when I wrote my book, when I released my book, and what has happened since. So today is June 26th, I think. Wow, it's a miracle I was right. And I wrote the book uh, last April, and I'm currently writing my second book. It's a companion book to The Broken Road to Mental Health, which I look forward to telling you more about that another time. 
but it's a daily meditation and it's taking me a long time to write it. And um, not like the five days of the first one, but the five days of the first one, writing the book in retrospect now, thinking about that, writing about my journey through mental health, which is not over by any means. If anybody read my post this morning, you would know that I was torturing myself with my own brain when it comes to exercise and what I'm eating and what I'm not eating and all of the obsessive thoughts that go through my head. Some of those thoughts have been really, really good for me, for business and for life. And some of them are a tad bit overwhelming. So the word trauma is a Greek, well, it's the Greek, it's a Greek word. Okay, and it means wound, wound, (sighs) yeah, a wound. Felt really good for me to hear on a podcast recently. Um, There is a doctor, his name is Dr. Gabor Mate, and he is incredible. And I highly recommend if you have any curiosity about trauma, you look him up. I would also recommend you look up the book Lost Connections by Johan Hari. I listened to that book about nine times, and I will listen to it again, I'm quite sure. So I'm telling you about that prior to telling you more about my own relived trauma when I wrote my book. So in these five days, I felt all of the feelings of my addiction and depression and my suicidal thoughts and things that I'd forgotten about came back to life as I was writing. And it was traumatic and healing at the same time. And what I've realized since is I had so much more to learn. And I didn't write that book being sober less than 25 years. I released it on my 25th sober anniversary. That doesn't mean that I still don't have a lot to learn because I do. And I'm learning more right now. And I'm going to turn my phone off as my beautiful stepson calls me from Daytona Beach with his father. This is more important right now. So, and my parents, by the way, are in the pool swimming with Charlie Brown sidebar. So, um, Getting back to this uh, trauma discussion, I I really, really relived a lot of it when I wrote the book. And when I was thinking about all of the things I had gone through, I thought, wow, I have really and truly lived in the solution for 20 of the 25 years that I have been in recovery. And... The first five years, I did not do any of the work that is recommended. I just didn't. I don't recommend that to anybody. But that is my truth. And then when I finally did start doing the work, it was a long process. And I've been living in this solution so long that I stopped talking about the trauma that I had experienced as a young adult. So 
a lot of things happen and they're all in the book. But one of them in particular was a moment that I shared in the book when um, I was doing drugs in Detroit, Michigan. And um, it's a long time ago, people. But I'm not ashamed because I know I'm not alone. I, um, I was faced with a horrific moment where somebody was actually trying to burn my eyeball. He was burning a stick over a stove and telling me he was going to stick the stick in my eye. And I looked up on the wall and I saw the footprints prayer. And if you don't know it, look it up. But I was carried through that. And I talk, I reference a lot um, in the book about a crane that picks me up and drops me off and puts me where I need to be. It has happened my whole life. Pick me up, bad relationship, drop me off. Pick me up, stick in the eye, drop me off. You know, it, w- it obviously didn't um, happen because both my eyes are still okay. I do have trouble with distance seeing, so that's that's has nothing to do with a stick in the eye, though. So isn't it fun how my brain works? That's actually a lot to keep up with for myself. I can only imagine what it's like for somebody that has to listen to me. So I relived a lot of that. And that was not the only traumatic event, let me tell you. But when I came home from Detroit, Michigan, at the ripe age of 21, finally legal, I stopped drinking and I stopped doing drugs. And now I'm left with my own thoughts every single day, thinking and more thinking. So I fall into a deep, dark depression. And then I want to kill myself. Because I can't even handle these thoughts. And I don't know what to do with them. And I can't talk to anybody about them. Because they're too traumatic. And I don't want to traumatize anybody else by telling them about this trauma. Insert family. So my depression got worse. And thank goodness, it's all in the book, Tuesdays with Ben, my therapist. And I went to see a psychiatrist. I had a therapist. They put me on 20 milligrams of Prozac for six months, weaned me off of it, and I haven't been on any medication since. I was told I had a chemical imbalance in my body and that my serotonin levels were all messed up. Well, I have not taken any medication for 24 years. So was it really that? Did I really have a chemical imbalance in my body and my serotonin levels were all flapped up? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But I do know that after reading the book, Lost Connections was, and it's not just Johan Hari, he traveled the world and met with the finest of the finest Um, psychiatrists, psychologists, doctors, uh, pharmacologists, you know what I mean, those people, pharmacologists, took a moment. So, yeah, and then, you know, the word trauma started to come up. And the reason I believe, for me, this is just for me, the reason I believe I was saved from the depths of my depression and my addiction and my alcoholism and everything else is because I had a great therapist, love in my family, 
the right medication at the right time, and community, which was my 12-step recovery group, which I'm still proud to be a part of today. And one of the reasons that I did not talk about it for 25 years was because I was told not to. You don't share about being in 12-step recovery. You just don't. It's an anonymous program, and I agree. I don't think we should be shouting from the rooftops that we got sober in any particular place. Because when it doesn't work, which means it's not the program that doesn't work, or the other form of recovery, whatever it is. I don't really care if you join a monastery or whatever it is, whatever works for you. It's not their fault. It's the human's fault because usually there is a system. And if you don't follow the system, it tends not to work. So I've been learning a lot throughout this almost year since I released the book. But most of it has been, I've been doing a deep, 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 deep dive about trauma. So when you witness trauma, and that could be just suppressing your feelings, that's traumatic. Um, When wounds don't heal, that's traumatic. Um, That trauma turns into defensiveness and more pain and try talking about it with your family. Probably not the best idea because a lot of people take on some sort of blame or fault and it really isn't anybody's fault. It's what happened. It's what happened to me. Okay. But my point in talking about this is that, you know, even every child, and this I learned from Dr. Gabor Matei, Every child is parented differently. So I have two brothers. One is older and one is 10 years younger. Well, now being 47 years old and sober for a while, I can reflect upon what it must have been like for my parents, what it must have been like for my older brother, for my younger brother, and for everybody surrounding me. But I will tell you, in my world, it wasn't discussed when I came home, which I understand. Because I had blacked out and moved to another state. And I should not have been alive. So everybody walked on eggshells and didn't want to bring up something that would disturb me more and maybe lead me back to the drugs or the alcohol. I understand. But when it's not spoken about, we don't heal, right? So I'll never know what it was truly like for my older brother to experience what I went through because he had his own experience being three years older than me and watching his sister tear through his family life. And then my younger brother comes along, you know, and um, he's going to be parented totally differently because it was already a strict uh, upbringing that I, I, I came into this world with because I'm, I'm a girl of two boys. My mom has 12 brothers. You know, I'm sure they were much more concerned. Plus, I was a bad, bad teenager. But I had a disease, and I have a disease. And the addiction world and the world of alcoholism is so complex, and there's so much to understand. So here I am. I'm 25 years sober. I have been studying the big book 
for years, I work on the solution. I've helped others. I've done the work. I've made amends. I'm sure there's more to come. I'm quite sure that my older brother still has issues with me. And my younger brother was parented differently because of me, right? Because he had to be guarded just that much more because of what I went through. So they weren't going to let that happen again. Thank God they're both okay today. But I'm talking about trauma today because there's really so much to it. And I'm so concerned about so many of us that just aren't communicating about it. They're not talking about it. Not talking about it in a very healthy way. I mean, I certainly see all the trauma coming out of everybody with angry posts on social media. I mean, that's, that's like obvious. I'm like, oh, so sorry that you are so hurt as a human that you have to say such ugly things. That's obvious to me. There's certainly no way to heal, right? And I ain't here to freaking heal the world. I'm still trying to heal myself. But I do know that the more we don't talk about these wounds, the worse they get. So all of my addiction has turned into, you know, other things. I might not drink or drug anymore, but balance in my life is difficult. I ain't talking about work-life balance. Please don't talk to me about that. I love what I do, so I love to work. But do I work a little too much sometimes? Yes. Do I have obsessive thoughts about working out and what I eat, how much I exercise, what time I get up in the morning, if I ate cauliflower pizza? Yes, I do. I'm working on that. I'm working on all of it. But, you know, I admit that there is an issue. I know it. I see it. I feel it. And I know that every toxic relationship that I was in prior to meeting my wonderful husband today, I have to heal from those wounds. And I feel like I have. I feel like I've done a lot of work, but it certainly came out a lot more after the book because I have told my story to many rooms for many years. And I've always said, when I start to talk about my depression, like a robot, I had a chemical imbalance in my body and I was put on six months of Prozac and then I went to blah, 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 my serotonin levels and blah, 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 blah. Well, Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm Jesus Christ. Uh, Like I was traumatized and then I had to live inside my own brain. Of course I was going to be depressed and suicidal. Yeah, I get it now. Of course. But nobody really talked to me about the trauma. And I do remember going to see a therapist once and I told her about all of these things that I'd been through, but I was only there to talk to her about a relationship I was in. I said, listen, she kept asking me about my past. And I said, look, I'm going to tell you. And I started listing all the things that I'd gone through. I said, but I'm here to just talk about this relationship. I'm not here to talk about that. And she said, you just read through all of these horrific, traumatic things that you have been through, like you were reading a grocery list. And I've never forgotten her for saying that. 
And I never forgot how I feel, how I felt at that moment. I was like, yeah, but I've done that work. I'm good now. Did I really? I don't think so. I don't think I would have ended up with somebody in a relationship that was cheating on me for an entire year. I don't think I would have stayed in toxic relationships. I don't think I would have stayed in toxic jobs. I don't think I would have stayed in toxic friendships. So it seeps out everywhere. And I'm so aware that I'm annoyed about it now. I'm not. I mean, I am, but I'm not. So in order to give you some kind of value through listening to me talk to you today about trauma, I want to offer you some podcasts, my little prescription for healing. You definitely got to listen to last day, last day podcast. I'm so in it that I almost couldn't do any work today. I vacuumed so I could listen to more of the podcast. I didn't, va- I didn't vacuum because like I had to do it right away, but I was like, if I vacuum, I can still listen. And then I'll feel like I'm being productive. Uh, last day podcast. Amazing. Get the book, Lost Connections. Just do it. Johan Hari taught me so much and I'm so grateful. Um, also recovery is a great book by Russell Brand. Um, the thing that I have felt so insecure about sharing about has been my, my recovery program. And even before I wrote the book till this day, I never wanted anybody in recovery in my 12 step program to be like, I can't believe Sharon is talking about this online and we're not supposed to, and there's traditions and I know about them, but you know what else I know? Too many fucking people are dying. Too many people are ODing on the opioid crisis. Too many people are dying by suicide. Too many people are depressed. And guess what? There's going to be a lot more through this pandemic. Okay? Take your toxic positivity bullshit and get it out of my face. We are in... And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be like happy every once in a while. Jesus, you really should. You should like watch funny movies and all that stuff. But like blowing me up with this, you know, we're in the worst time. And denying what's happening to us, denying how we feel, denying our fear, denying panic about the future anxiety is only going to make it worse for you. I can promise you that. Not talking about racial unrest is only going to make it worse. So I've been listening a lot. I've been listening more than I've been talking. And I know that's hard for you to believe because I'm still talking. But believe me when I tell you, I've been listening and studying and researching. And re- I have so many notes of all the things that I've been learning that I, I really should go through the pile. I've been attending Global Wellness Institute podcasts and Zoom meetings about wellness and how we survive a pandemic and how we get through this racial unrest. How might, you know, like I'm doing the work and I'm feeling the pain and the struggle and I don't want to pretend it's not happening. So I brought up this word trauma because I really think it's a very interesting word Everybody's wounds are open and glaring right now. And there's generational trauma. And I learned that 
first from Sierra Bender when I read her book, Goddess to the Core. And I read about generational trauma. And this doctor in this podcast talked about it as well. Dr. Gabor, G-A-B-O-R-M-A-T-E, Mate. Dr. Gabor Mate. Look him up. He's all over YouTube. He's everywhere. He talks all about trauma. And, you know, I have said the things that I've heard many other people say. I came from a very good home. My parents are still together. They're in my backyard right now playing with my dog. But there has been generational trauma in my family that most of us don't talk about. And we're not the only family. And I've read about how when somebody's pregnant with a child and if they're going through trauma during the pregnancy, it can affect the child. It's a lot. It's a lot to learn. The worst thing is to become defensive about it. The best thing is to just learn more and educate yourself, right? Because you know that phrase like, and I, I don't quote phrases, so bear with me. You're going to get the cliff notes on the phrase even. Everybody's struggling through something, so be kind. Because we really don't ever know what somebody's going through. When somebody lashes out at you at the doctor's office, when the front office person isn't that nice, who knows what's happening to her or him? So much is not talked about. And it's really, really heartbreaking. It's really, really sad for me to watch. We have to, we have to find solace within ourselves to be okay with having open conversations. When somebody says, I don't want to talk about it, you should try your best to get them to talk about it, right? Some people should walk away for a little while and talk about it later. But I promise you, it's never going away until it's dealt with. I mean, I didn't even think I suffered from any of the things that I went through when I was 19, 20, and 21. Well, turns out I'm still feeling it. It's not something I think about every day anymore. But now that I can look back in retrospect, I can feel where I have pushed stuff down and down and down, not dealt with it, and it oozed out in other ways. Oozing out, oozing out. So I hope that you will take a listen to one of those podcasts or the books that I recommended. Russell Brand's book, Recovery, is fantastic. His other book, Mentors, is fantastic. Um, there are really so many that I just can't remember off the top of my head right now, but I promise you, you won't, if you are suffering through any addiction problems, if you've lost somebody to suicide, if you've lost somebody to the opioid crisis, if you've lost somebody, if you have somebody in your life that is an alcoholic or a drug addict, first of all, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. The blame game is over. You want to blame somebody? Why don't you start with the pharmaceutical companies? I never took opioids though. I'm sure it could have happened though. But there's there's no sense in blaming. There, there, there's only sense in learning and listening to learn. And then when we know better, we do better. Like 
smarty pants Maya Angelou said. So I know a little bit better today, so I'm going to try to do a little bit better today. And that's all I got for you. So thank you so much for tuning in to hear me talk about trauma. And if you have suffered from trauma, trauma comes in divorce, separation, bad relationships, losing a loved one, not just to drugs, 9-11, traumatic. It's a lot of trauma. I hope you're talking to somebody. I hope you reach out. I hope you get a therapist. You know, if, if somebody tells me today that they're in therapy, I'm like, you is about a smart person. Okay? If you are not seeking out help, if you are listening to your own brain or the other loser people that agree with you, then you are not growing, dare I say. All right, I'm going to stop because I'm really on a soapbox right now. Thank you for tuning in. I'm sending you love, true peace, and love. I hope you talk to somebody today if you're not feeling well. I love you. I can't stop the recording, but I love you. Here we go. Bye.